Welcome to Inspired Changemakers, a podcast about all the amazing things people are doing to make the world a better place. This podcast is about creating change and the moments that inspired our guests to activate. My name is Julia Healy, and I'm the CEO of United Charitable. Stay tuned to be inspired. Well, thank you so much, Hannibal and Charlie, for joining us today. I'm very excited to have you guys. Um, So really, this podcast is about how it's called Inspired Changemakers, and it's how people are making a change in the community. And I really wanted you guys on here um, for multiple reasons, but you guys are starting a podcast. We are. Giving Legends. Giving Legends. Legends. Awesome. All right. Start with telling me a little bit about yourself and then why Giving Legends. Well, I kind of hate starting before Charlie because, I mean, I played almost a decade. But then when you get to this guy, he's going to start talking about you played all these years. So you might want to start first. Um, played nine years in the NFL. I mean, that's, my, that's not the start of my story. But, you know, went to Colorado University. Uh, played in the NFL. Played for four different teams. Got drafted by Carolina. Played for Green Bay with Brett Favre. Um, went to Cincinnati. Played with the Bengals. And then ended at, at the Niners, uh, my hometown squad. But, uh since then, before then, and since then, it's always been in philanthropy. It's always been a passion of mine. Um, so it's always been something, as we lead into giving legends, it's just something I'll let Charlie go. But it's always been something that Charlie and I have always spoken about. I think that's something that bound us together as friends as well. It's not just our, our opportunity to work with each other, but I've, I've seen him from afar and what he's done in philanthropy. He's seen me do what I do in philanthropy and just our conversations around philanthropy. You'd be surprised, two NFL players, a lot of our conversations is about giving and how to give the right way and, uh, you know, a lot of different things. So uh, it's, it's about time. I think this is a very opportune time for us to talk about giving legends because it's something that we've been talking about for a long time. How do we get this out there? How do we talk about uh, philanthropy in a way that athletes can can you know relate to it and, and, and get the message across and, and give back more to the athletes who want to do that? So it's about that time. Absolutely. And I'm Charlie Batch. I played 15 years in the NFL and I played – Four years with the Detroit Lions and 11 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was fortunate enough during that time to be able to be part of three Super Bowl teams, winning two of them. So See? excited about that. But I think it's, it's, it's exciting because, you know, starting the Given Legends, Legends podcast is one of those things to where a lot of people are asking kind of how did you do these things outside of the field? And being able to talk about some of those things. And literally, I remember meeting Hannibal back in 2009, and we were taking, uh, at the time, NFL entrepreneurship classes. This is a continuing education class that the NFL provides. And they have a multiple university, but we just happened to be at Harvard. And he was in the process at that point talking about what he wanted to do with the 360 Academy. I'm telling him what I'm doing with the Best of the Batch Foundation. Knowing that we would connect many years later um, as far as some of the things and the synergies that we were doing. And I think ultimately it just led to passion. And I think for me, um, being able to talk about some of the things that we're doing, but how do you go about doing that? How do you build relationship? How do you network? All of these things that people throw at you say, just network, but people don't know how to do that at times. And how do you navigate that? Especially when you're playing as an active player, because what may be interested to you, they may only want to focus on their, uh, you know, their fantasy football team. You know, they're really interested in what you're doing, but I think ultimately that's how it all kind of transpired, but it gives up, you know, we're just trying to create a platform to allow people to talk about what they're doing. Again, it's not bragging. It's just making people aware of what they're doing outside um, in the community. And what do you called it? Giving legends. What's make somebody a legend? Um, Well, we called it giving legends because 
from the sports background, and I think it will, it will definitely grow beyond sports. But giving a giving legend is just like we talk about on the field. Like you know, you become a legend on the field by your attributes, your consistency, your your impact, right? So when you talk about giving legend off the field. A giving legend, right? Not just a legend, but a giving legend. It's somebody who's consistent in their giving, who's passionate about it, who's been doing it for a period of time, who's been doing it right, right? And it's that, and sometimes it's not even doing it right because it's always an opportunity for to educate somebody, but somebody who's just consistently just doing it, right? Because they care and they're passionate about it and they're genuine about doing it. So we consider those giving legends, people who go above and beyond just the brand, right? Going above and beyond, I'm this person, or you might know me as this famous person, but I give, right? And I give for the right reasons. And I, I don't just give to increase my brand. I give because this is what I do, right? So that's, to me, that's what a giving legend is. And I think, you know, to piggyback off of that, I think one of the things that, you know, when you hear of giving legends that are giving back, people don't necessarily, some athletes don't put themselves in that particular conversation right. because they see the ones who are being promoted, being highlighted, you know, outside of it. But the ones that are, you know, on day-to-day operations, they're doing some really cool things and trying to create that platform to allow them to talk about, some of the things that they are doing, we understand the journey that they're going through. We, we then that's why we're trying to create this platform to allow them to number one feel comfortable about what they're doing, but also it's okay to ask for help. And you can't do this by yourself. So if you want to scale, we want you to talk about and get people excited about why you're passionate about what you're doing. So give me some examples of the people that you admire that are giving legends. One right to my side, you know. Um, he's no seriously, I. I, I He's, my, he's a good friend of mine. We, we, we have a friendship beyond philanthropy, but, you know, seeing him, what he does, he inspires me. We talk about inspired change maker. He inspires me to do more. I told you I went to his, uh, his, his rapping party in uh, December in Pittsburgh, and just to see the community around him, community pouring into him, it made me want to step my game. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing 360 like that. I got I to gotta step it up. I got to make sure my impact is is more realized, right? Because I'm doing I'm doing some great things, but I want to make sure I'm doing more. I want to be, you know, inspire me to kind of create things and, and be more impactful. So just the seeing his growth in philanthropy, seeing where he started and where, he's, where he is now, he's not even finished, right? And to see his multiple layers of his philanthropy. And, and you know, I think a lot of players or a lot of athletes and a lot of people don't realize you could do this full time if it's done the right way, and you can have an impact sustained. I mean, this man gets up every day and does this, right? He goes and, and works this philanthropic world every single day. So to me, I think that's, you know, that's what it, my some inspiration comes from me, seeing him like, and his growth. And then, like I said, also raising money, right, and raising money for the right reasons and doing doing all that. I've seen him, you know, I've seen people pouring in. I've seen him going to dinner and come out with a $50,000 check, not even knowing that, not even knowing the person in the next to him, right? So Imagine going to dinner with your wife and you coming out with a fifty thousand dollars check because the person next to you heard your heard what you're doing, heard your story, and just felt inspired to do that. I mean, I've been in Pittsburgh where I've seen people just drop off literally U-Hauls full of toys and he didn't even know who they were, right? And so he's like, "Where did this come from?" They're like, "Don't worry about it. We're just doing this because we want to." He didn't know, they didn't plan it or anything. So that's that's what inspires me when, especially an athlete who played as long as he did and is doing more than just that. Because sometimes we do athletes do some of this and this is surface or they're not really getting their hands dirty, but there are a lot of us that are doing it. And so for me, I like to highlight and inspire by, by people who really get their hands dirty and do it right. Yeah. And I think for me, it's just, you know, when you see, and you've been around the league for a long time, you see people doing different things and you're like, okay, how can you could take from a little bit about what they're doing and trying to create your own. And I think that was part of, you know, our journey is we were trying to just kind of follow through and trying to figure out how we can continue to make impacts on the community you know, and, and people started to buy into that and, you know, truly humbled. And I think that's something that, you know, we didn't, again, we didn't do this by ourselves. We always have help. 
But I think when you look at different players, and I have the luxury of sitting next to, you know, my locker mate was the NFL man of the year and Jerome Bettis and being able to see everything that he's doing. And you're just like, wow. And I saw what he was doing from my time when I was with the Detroit Lions and now circling that back and everything that he's doing and talking about. And I'm getting a yeah. chance to watch that and having the luxury of being a teammate of Jerome's for five years. And you get to that point, you're just like, wow, this is pretty cool, you know, to see what he's doing every single day and how can you emulate what he's doing. And, you know, obviously you don't do it for the accolades, but what better way to kind of emulate somebody if they're NFL man of the year. So to see what he was doing and the track record that he put uh, behind it, I truly appreciated that. I truly appreciate how he got his mom involved in it as well. And she was there every step of, uh, every step along the way. My mother got involved. Now they're very good okay. friends. So it's just one of those things that you just truly appreciate because you see the work that it took behind the scenes when nobody's paying attention. And then how do you go about that, that mentoring somebody in their philanthropy journey? Well, I think for me, it's just, you know, it's, it's about action. You know, people talk about what they potentially want to do, but how are they now going to roll it into action? And I think that's something that I always want to see. And I'm like, okay, you might not necessarily know how to get there at this particular point, but just show me that you're you're passionate about what you're doing. Show up to meeting, be on the phone, you know, be actively involved. And these are things that I try to show them to do, try to try to show them the ropes. But at the same time, I invite them say, hey, come on over to the building, see what we're doing. Here's what's going on. And you see everything that happens on the back end. And that gets people excited about, wow, this is truly a passion. This is not something that you just get together because when you're doing an event, there's a lot of people on the backside that need to help plan this event yeah. to make you look like right. that rock star when you show up. So that's why, you you know, that, those are things that I try to kind of walk people through and you're kind of showing them some of the things that they may potentially want to do later on. I agree. I think leading by example through philanthropy is important in our athlete world right and uh I've taken like I said Charlie was an inspiration to me but there was a lot of players that just through my career as a youngster then growing through my career and seeing what players are doing on different teams and how they're giving back and and you know, I don't think it gets highlighted enough which is why we're doing this podcast as well because I think we get highlighted for the wrong reasons right I think professional athletes get highlighted for a lot of the wrong reasons so if we can begin to build this right and talk about what we're doing outside of football outside of basketball outside of sports what we're really giving back in the community and highlight that because if we're waiting for somebody else to highlight it, then we're going to be waiting a long time, right? So why not take on ourselves to highlight it? It's, it's our responsibility to do that. So I think that's part of our giving back and mentorship is talking about it, right? So we talk, Charlie and I speak about this all the time. The best way to mentor the, 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 the generation of athletes behind us is to talk about it, right? Talk about it openly, talk about successes and talk about failures, right? And I think that's the best way to mentor. And so we're not scared to talk about our failures. I've, I've had some success in philanthropy, but I've also done some things the wrong way, right? So I think talking about that in philanthropy is hard, right? <laughs> it's not easy to do, right? So it, you have to be passionate about doing it. And there's a lot of athletes that we know that do it, and they do it silently. And they just do it because they just want to do it. They don't do it for any accolades or anything like that. And those are the players that we still also want to reach out to and show them that there is another side to, to that as well, right, to to – showing some of that can actually help increase more impact, right? So there is a balance that we want to highlight as well. But I think the best way to just give back is just talking through it, talking about it. And I think to that point, just want to highlight real yeah, quick to add on to that is the piece of legacy. Mm-hmm. And it's one thing to do that when you're an active player, but how can we help you sustain that through beyond your playing yep. days? And that's one, that's the beauty of why I like to talk about some of the things because I know what we're doing outside of that, but you can also do that as well. It doesn't matter what, platform that you're on it's just a matter of making it making sure you have the right plan and sustainability plan to be able to now promote and continue to grow that well beyond your playing days i'd like to thank united charitable for sponsoring today's inspired changemakers podcast 
United Charitable is a national nonprofit that focuses on guiding you on your charitable journey. Whether you like to simply streamline your giving or you like to create your own charitable initiative, United Charitable has the knowledge and resources to support you. If you'd like to learn more, check out the link in our bio. And, you know, what I was very shocked about is starting to work in the philanthropy philanthropy world with athletes is that some athletes wouldn't ask for the money. They wouldn't say, hey, write me a check. Um, Because part of philanthropy is fundraising. How are you going to guide people through that? Well, I think that's the toughest part. When you're an active player, it's hard to ask for that particular money. But also, even when you're done, you're like, I still don't want to (laughs) ask. It's the part of really understanding how big you want to go, but also understanding like, wow, my budget doesn't allow for that to happen. But if we're going to impact more kids, guess what? We have to partner together. And there's nothing wrong with co-partnering with each other to now grow and, and grow your program to the level that you want them to go. And also understanding how to get to that particular point. And if you can do that, man, you better you'd be surprised on the people that be willing to help you. Yeah. I think that was the hardest part for me. It still is one of the hardest part is asking for money. Is and and I think it becomes from a stigma or some insecurities when you are playing and people expect you to have money and they like what well, I've actually gotten that going back to Oakland and different places in the Bay Area. And I've had people like, well, you got money. Why are you asking us for money? I've actually had that before, right? Oh, wow. And so for me, uh, you know, you have to tell the community, like, this this has to be the community has to get behind this. I cannibal navies can't do this and sustain this, right? Which why the statistic that says 72%, two years after they're done, they don't have their foundations anymore because they can't sustain them on their own, right? So it is it is a, a method to fundraising. And fundraising isn't just getting to say, hey, I need money, but it's about what are you raising money for? What is the impact you have? I think Charlie's done, done a good job now of, his impact speaks for itself, right? So he doesn't have to get up in front of a room and say, hey, I need all your money, right? He can <laughs> his, he can bring them to the building. They see it. They see the impact. They see the program, and they see the kids, right? And I think that begins to speak for itself. So we all can't be there at that point, so we all have to learn how to get to that point. But I think, you know, it is a skill set, learning how to ask for raise money. I've, I've been to several galas and fundraisers, and some doing better than others. And so it's not just myself and not just athletes, but I think some people can raise money. I think having a, a fundraiser part of your inner circle when you do philanthropy is super important because that's something, like I said, uh, I, I didn't do as well as I could have when I was early in my career. I try to do better now, but I still think it's something, it's not easy for us to, it's, it's easy for me to talk about my passion, but it's not easy for me to talk about, I need your money. And I think I'm getting more comfortable with that because it can't exist without the community support. And I think the piece that people forget is a matter of where do you want to take your foundation? If you want to keep it <clears throat> private, do that. And that's okay. But if you get to the point of now creating a public foundation, there is a certain percentage of that needs to be raised from mm-hmm. the public, public. that Absolutely. they have to understand. And once they understand it, then they can figure out whether they want to be private or want to be public. And then, you know, the other thing that really, when you're talking about philanthropy, is people finding their cause, right? Because not everybody's cause is going to be kids and education. It could be dogs. It could be a whole bunch of different things. How do you walk people through that? For me, is I talk about I start where I'm at at that particular point, and education was something that was always brought to me by my mother, and I'm gonna continue to do that. But at the end of the day, these athletes, these young athletes that are seeing, they see the end result, which is that professional football player. Right. But yet, the journey that it takes to get there. If that high school player is literally graduating high school at that point, they still need three years of school before they're even eligible for the NFL draft. So at that point, you making sure that they actually 
focus on and that's why we stayed and made sure we focused on the educational piece because of that particular platform now basketball is different you know you're one and done those type of things but football is completely different and we just started with that kind of formula but also making sure that we're creating avenues for these young students that once they finish school high school if it's trade school is a four-year two is it a community college is it a four-year institution making sure that we have a game plan for them to be successful in life so those are things that really when i look at it from an educational piece you can always start there yeah, I think um, learned a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, as now working with professional athletes and their philanthropy and helping them fine tune and understand what their causes are. I mean, it, it, it's getting them to focus because athletes have so much passion. They do. They have yeah. so much passion. They want to give so much. And we have to basically scale them down as opposed to, you know, they're, they're, they want to do four different things as opposed to being good at one thing because they want to give so much. Like, I want to help my community here. I want to help my community here. I want to do this. I want to help yep. these. So we have to help them get that focused in and down. So I, I think it's more of just not necessarily finding one passion, but how do we get them down? I mean, excuse me, not finding what is their passion, but how do you get that one passion down to where you can focus and create that impact and grow up from there? So that's really how I would categorize it. And then what makes you guys a good team? I think we both are passionate about giving giving back. I mean, that's something that's bound us since the day, day we met. Um, I told him, I remember I was talking to Charlie when I met him at Harvard. I told him what I was doing. And ever since then, we just, I always knew what he was doing. And it just locked us in. And, and working with him with the NFL PA, he was a colleague of mine. And I, and what were your roles? So I was a director of engagement and outreach for the, okay. and for the trust. And I was the senior captain for the trust. Okay. So with that, you know, just our conversations around how can we help other players be better at what they do? How, how, how can we provide resources or players in philanthropy because we know it's super important, not just important to the community, but it's important to them themselves, right? And it's important to their transition, right? And that's what we were in at that point in time of transition. So I think what makes us a good team is just, it's always, it's not a um, it's not a forced conversation when we talk about philanthropy. And I don't have very many conversations with other athletes all the time about philanthropy, but Charlie and I talk about it all the time. And I think giving legends is perfect for us. And when we talk about philanthropy and, 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 being a legend off the field or being a legend in general and uh, defining your legacy through service, uh, and which is athletes' charitable mantra. I think that's why we gel together so well. And like I said, I've, I've always supported what he's doing. Uh, I, I go put my eyes on it, go see what he's doing, um, get involved in anything he's doing because I know he's doing it right and his passion is there. So I just I just think for us it's good because we, we can bounce off each other in the football world and the sports world, but we also have a very uh, parallel um, passion and comes to philanthropy. And I think looking at it, I laugh because when we first started talking, he's up there talking about 360 and football camps. He's like, you don't do football camps? I said, I actually do basketball. You know, so we're having a conversation about it. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but that's not my focus. Yeah. But my focus was here, and I knew I wasn't doing football. But we just stayed in contact that way, and we literally a lot of the hurdles that I was trying to smooth over, I was helping him do that, and it didn't matter what part of the country you were in. If he was out in California, okay, you're doing this, whatever, where he was focusing on, I'm like – I know where I'm at. I'm in Pittsburgh. This is going to be home when it's all said and done. And I think ultimately just trying to create that conversation and saying, hey, what are you doing right? What are you doing? What are some of the things that work for you? And we just always bounce things off of each other. And then ultimately when it got to the point of now talking about how we can now impact other people, it was, we had to get ourselves in order first. Once right. we did that, it allowed us now to create that conversation and invite other people into our conversation to figure out how we can help. I would like to thank Athletes Charitable for sponsoring today's Inspired Changemakers podcast. Athletes Charitable offers a concierge membership service that provides the tools and resources to build a legacy through service. 
Our athlete-led team has the first-hand experience and expertise to provide hands-on support that simplifies the entire process for athletes and entertainers to reach their social entrepreneurship goals and create lasting impact in their communities. To learn more, check out the link in the bio. Now, are there any um, just really current athletes that you're looking at, even that we work with with Athletes Charitable, that you would put in the category of a legend, or do you have to be further in their career to, to figure that? I think a legend in philanthropy is somebody who, who is committed to it. I mean, I don't think you have to be a legend and doing it for 10 years to be a legend. At I, I, I Take Wendell Carter, for instance. He just started maybe two years ago, and this man is out there in the community dealing with schools, dealing with, he's in multiple cities, he's getting awards, he's consistent at it, and he means it. He's trying to raise money around it. He speaks about it, so it's part of his everyday function. Even though he's a busy basketball player in season and out of season, he's very busy. He keeps it consistent and top of mind. Um, DJ Reader also comes to mind when our current current members of Athletes Charitable. He's currently playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, but he doesn't let that stop him from being consistent in his philanthropy. He's doing galas. He's doing bowling, uh, fundraising events. He's he's adopting schools with resources. And so that's, that's a legend to me. That's a giving legend because you're going above and beyond. You have a, I know how difficult it is to be in the NFL and play, and he focused on that, right? I do. But for them to do that and still give the way that they're giving, they're definitely legends in my book, giving legends. Yeah, and I think, you know, I look at them all because I have the luxury of talking to each one and they're coming back and they're starting their journey, either, you know, infancy stages or they're a little further along. I get a chance to just talk and hear about their passions. And when they start doubting themselves, I don't think I should do it. Why not? Tell me why. And, and you just see them light up and you can see that because we're just trying to challenge them. And you get to that point and, just, you know, get again. It's one of those, I treat them like, you know, one of the students that are coming through my foundation. You know, yeah. you're, hey, you're, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, you got to remove the box and allow them to think outside the box. And it's just pretty cool to kind of see everything kind of come to fruition, but also getting them to the point of excitement whenever they do have something that they complete it. And it's just like, you want to know what? Yes, this is it. And I just smile and I'm glad to be a part of it. And you know what always has interested me is that everybody defines impact as something completely different and how they want to impact or what impact looks like. Um, and so how do you work with that with somebody that wants to be on a small scale and do maybe scholarships or somebody that wants to do a million dollar facility with 3,800 kids? Like how do you work and support everybody where they're at? I think impact is impact. I mean, you talk about meet them where they are, right? One player at a time, one person at a time, one community at a time. It doesn't matter if you're doing scholarships for two people. It doesn't matter if you're doing scholarships for a thousand people. I think impact is impact and that one person can change the world that that scholarship for that one child or that one adult can change a, a lot of things can change the world so for me it, it impact is all over the place but it's 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 doing it's action impact is action to me and i think ultimately it's about where that person is in their life of what that impact means because right. if you only can give 500 dollars, guess what that's 500 more than they had yesterday but right. at the same time and you can turn that into a book stipend because they can now pay for books that's huge for them so ultimately, if you see that and you see that smile and you see all of that now, maybe it empowers you to give a little bit more. And those are some of the things because they're seeing their dollars work for them. So I think it's just a matter of really at what stage they are in their life can determine ultimately what they're looking to do. And you may you don't have to run your own foundation day to day. Right. You could be part of something. You say, OK, now you're you know a, a resource right. for them um, because you're now creating something financially for them monthly, <laughs> yearly. And that is super important for organizations. So I think it's just a matter of starts with where they are in their life and how comfortable that they feel that they can give. And if they want to give more, they, we truly appreciate it. I think that's a great point, Charlie. I think when you go back to the mantra, meet them where they are. Like Cordy Glenn is a great example. 
you know, he doesn't, everybody doesn't want to have to feel the pressure running some big organization and doing all these different things. They just want to give however minimal or big it might be, right? Cordy Glenn started a couple years ago. He said, I just want to do a couple scholarships in my high school, right? He didn't know if it was what, it, what direction he was going to go, but he started doing that, and now it's feeding him. He was, he's growing from there. He went from giving two, now he's going to be giving six next year and, and growing from there. But that's who he is, right? It's meeting him where he is. That was his comfort level. And he, we shouldn't shun somebody away because they don't have a big building or they ha- don't have years and years of experience. But the fact that somebody stepped in and said, I, I, I want to give, don't know how, but I want to give. Even if it's minimal, I want to do it. And so we have to make room for those athletes as well because they are legends as well. Now, and I love – I love the idea of the podcast because I think it, you can really reach so many people with professional sports, right? And I know that you also are going to are you going to be featuring women as well absolutely. on your oh, absolutely. your podcast. Um, do you have a question on that you want to know from every single person, or is there some kind of nugget that you're really trying to gain out of each one of your? I I don't know if I have a specific thing. I just want to pull from them. Where you know how they get there, you know I think that's important for the audience to see is how did they get there, um, so we can all learn from that, right? What what are their strengths? What were their weaknesses? Um, and how did they persevere through that? I think that's to me that's 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 what I want to pull from it. And I I would agree to that. And I think for me is what's your why? Yeah. How'd you get there? You know why'd you get there? Why are you doing some of the things that you're you're doing now? So I think that's probably the question that probably you can see probably being asked regardless of who is on our as a guest and what do you hope to inspire for me it's, it's changed i think impacting more kids or whatever that vision looks like for them and i think you know th- in order to hear that we're hopefully creating a platform to allow others to hear that and whatever that change looks like for them hopefully we're just that small piece of the journey for them yeah. same same thing i mean not much to add to that i think i just want to be able to highlight the good that professional athletes and I say professional athletes because I think we're going to grow beyond professional athletes because I think giving legends if, if somebody has a high stature and they're doing stuff and it could, it doesn't have to be an athlete but I think um being able to show what people are doing show that because I don't think it's publicized and I think as a professional athlete myself it used to bother me a lot when I used to watch ESPN and they would if, if a player is doing well they might give them a little blurb maybe right in the local station but let them do something wrong and they're putting it up and they're blasting it everywhere. So for me, like I said, it goes back to my statement earlier. Like if it's, it's up to us to do that. It's not going to be up to the typical media to, to talk about the good that athletes are doing. So I feel like it's my duty and my responsibility to do my part to, to uh, you know, share that. And when you talk about that, we a lot of people talk about philanthropy and brand, right? Like making philanthropy part of their brand. How does it really help an athlete really addressing the philanthropy side? Well, I- Number one, they understand it's just not a tax write-off, <laughs> but also understanding your passion. And I think when you allow people to get a chance to learn who you are off the field and some of the things that you're passionate about, not only your own organization, but other organizations that you support. And the more you talk about it, the more you show up, the more people see it, the more they maybe want to get involved. And I think you ultimately, that's where you're starting to create that change to say, okay, if so-and-so is involved, maybe it's time for me to get involved and pay attention. You know, and I think that's important by creating that platform because – now, not only are they hearing about it, but they're seeing us. They're looking at that yeah. reaction, you know, when you're talking about some of the things that you're passionate about. And I think people read through that. And if they understand that you're sincere, guess what? They'll pay more attention to it. Yeah. I just think, you know, sports fades away. And I, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? Um, so I think for me, it's about, you know, 
maximizing and talking about how you want to be remembered and what is your legacy truly going to be beyond the football field or basketball field or baseball field and and how is that going to represent you later, right? Because football, me, myself, personally, I played nine years in the NFL, but if I'm not on Madden now, kids don't know who I am, right? So at the end of the day, so at the end of the day, my legacy is not going to be just the football thing. Like, how am I going to be remembered? What am I? What? Is, how do I want to be defined? We talk about brands. That's what your question is. is my brand is not going to be tied to football anymore, right? My brand is going to be something totally different. So, what do I want my brand to be? And then you move into the world now of corporate social responsibility and social entrepreneurship. Super important, right? It's a study that goes out there. Brands that have social causes do better, right? So it's the same thing with a person, an individual. It exists in the individual, especially a famous, so-called famous, or an athlete. So it applies to the athlete as well. So it's just how do you want to be remembered? You know, what do you want your legacy to truly be, right? Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today. I'm very excited to listen to Giving Legends. I think it's going to be a huge success. And thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you. Find Inspired Changemakers on Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn and comment on all the awesome things you are doing to make this world a better place. Don't forget to subscribe.